Hey folks, how's it going? Cam's here. Hope you're all having a great day. Earlier on this afternoon, Ilana and I went for a wee walk in the woods with the dogs, with Clover and Poppy. Ilana's dogs are home because Una had some puppies last week. Yep, she's got eight little collie puppies and they're all doing well. Thanks for asking. So we had a talk up in the woods. We recorded as we walked and you'll forgive her being a little bit out of breath. Ilana told me that the hill wasn't steep and it turned out, well, let's just say it was a bit of an incline. So you'll hear me pecking and panting a wee bit because my fitness levels are not what they should be. So this is an idea that I've had for crofters. I would like to publish a podcast every Friday with Ilana, just a frank discussion to see what comes up. So it's going to be what it's going to be. Today we talked a bit about red, what are they called? Hot Tin Roof. Yep, Hot Tin Roof, a PR firm that Crofters have hired. But I will let Ilana explain it to you. So, over to Ilana. So tell me about Hot Tin Roof. Um, they are a PR um, company that Dad met through the offices that he works in. Uh, they specialise in PR and promotion of, of well, any business, really. Um, in all honesty, I've not spent a lot of time reading about them or getting to know them. I've not yet been engaged with them myself. But Dad has. Dad's met with them. And they are on board. They get what we're doing and have loads of ideas about how we can kind of increase our marketing potential and kind of push crofters forward so that it becomes like a recognised brand that everything we're doing is coherent and know where to place us and put us so we get maximum reach like for people or potential customers and they do social media marketing for you as well or they come up with branding like thumbnails and what, logos and all that. What I hope that they will do is work with our graphic designers, Ian and Brad at Brand F, to use the content that they are producing for marketing stuff and then to show us and teach us how to do it ourselves. So it's, they're not going to be doing it for us. Likewise with Colin and with Ian, they're not doing it for us. We're enlisting their skills and expertise to train us. Um, that's that's my kind of takeaway from it. They'll sit down with us. We'll probably all sit down together and come up with a plan um, that kind of encapsulates everything that we're doing, where we want to go, and how we get there. So, yeah. Yeah. Where do they work out? Clockwise in Glasgow. Um, it's a hot desk, like office space. Um, Dad took a desk there about six months ago now, maybe. Um, And it's through being in that office that we got in touch with the FD people. They work there as well. Uh, Ian and Brad from Brand F too. Um, And the Hot Tin people as well. Centric Music also work out there as well. Sounds like a little hotbed of networking and industry. Yeah, it's really good, like... I've been up just once with Dad, and it's all about networking and that whole social element of working hard. 
Like they have like parties and barbecues and an open bar on a Friday. <laughs> um, so yeah, I notice loads of people that are all either self-employed or just need office space to work there. So it's just like a hot desk environment. You come and go as you please. Um, it's just open. They've got a little cafe that you can get small food and coffee. <laughs> Good coffee. It's not bad coffee. <laughs> it's not we love coffee, but it does its job. Although you have to walk a mile to get fresh drinking water. Like, through a maze of doors. You'd have thought there was just like a water canister. <laughs> so it's open plan seating? In this area it is, yeah. Um, it's very much like what my university space was like at Trent. So you've got like desks, you've got some booths, you've got open plan, you've got tables, so that there's an environment that's conducive for anyone. Sofas? Yeah. Oh, awesome. Bucket chairs. Yeah. Um, so has there a meeting been scheduled to bring together all the relevant parties? Um, not yet, because we're waiting for kind of one more key stake player to kind of decide or to to pin him down basically Stefan Stefan who uh, um, from the Lady of Avenel yeah so he'll be coming back into Scotland I think next week and there's a provisional kind of scheduled meeting in for 20th 21st um, from then we'll like once that's pinned down we'll make a plan because what's one of the big take homes since dad returned from offshore is that you know, we need to move quickly on this mm-hmm. and the more energy and drive we can go to get the ball rolling now if we can maintain the momentum we've got to go and there's no point kind of stagnating or treading water it's like let's get on, let's do this I don't want to be in the same position in a year's time I'll Well you know it. how quickly the season come round, comes yeah. round again Yeah. so yeah it's quite pressing so you'll be closing Crofter's in a couple of weeks? Yeah, we're just closing for kind of four and a half days, the 9th to reopening at 5pm on the 13th. We had planned on having two weeks and then we got bookings in. And so it actually makes more sense just to stay open. Like at the beginning, like we've always historically closed for two weeks and we were just, we decided to move it because November seemed to have been quite busy last year anyway. Looking back at our sales data, we had quiet period at the beginning of December. Thought, right, we'll close then. Initially, we'd planned on all going away on a team building exercise and going to do like tours and tastings of our suppliers. That's kind of fallen by the wayside a little bit. Well, we still hope to get the guys over to the Bellhaven Brewery, but at the same point, if we can be open and take that few grand. It's better than not taking it at all. Those who had made plans for the time that we'd been away, I've honoured the holidays for it. Because um, we had said, you know, we will be closed then. Um, so I think Lucy and Chris are going to Germany. Oshin's going to Amsterdam. Greg's on holiday at the moment, so he's not bothered about the extra time. Um, and Stuart's happy because he gets to work. <laughs> Um, so yeah. I know, yeah, certainly I've come in in December, early December to, to play and been sent home. I think it's probably your first or second year maybe. And it's been yeah. really quiet in the beginning of December. Yeah, I don't want to have the sent home 
thing. Um, I hope it doesn't get to that stage. You know, there's always the possibility that there's nobody out, particularly if it's dark nights, wet and miserable, and everyone's saving their pennies in the lead up to Christmas. But we do our thing. We keep the programme all year, so at least then people know what we're doing when we're doing it. And there's no kind of hesitation of, well, are they open, are they not? Um, yeah. And you just never know. It might just be that one couple that decided, can't be bothered, let's go out. Great. They can have trust in what we're doing all year round. It's like trying to use the post office in Landmarks Co-op. Is there going to be somebody there or is there not? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We soon moved on from that to talk about my recent departure from the post office and got into what it's like being an employer. But it feels weird having... It's my first week of freedom from something that's been hanging around my neck for... 12 years. <laughs> well, I think my first year was learning the job, learning about myself. I'd never employed people before, so that was the biggest challenge for me, mm-hmm. and I never really got used to it. Partly because I'd inherited them. So right. they were teaching me the job, yet I was the boss. and It was kind of a weird dynamic. Yeah, no, I know that. Over time, I decided how I would like things done, but I still never really had the courage to force them to do things my way. I did suggest it, but it never caught on. It is hard trying to change people. Like, yeah, is it change? Or just alter their working patterns. Like, I think nine times out of ten, if they can see why it's in the benefit, then they do come round to the idea. But frequently, if it's not seen as being a benefit to them or to the business, there can be a lot of resentment and resistance to it. Well, yeah. But from my part, it was about learning how to communicate effectively without being passive-aggressive, maybe. Yeah. You know, I would let them do it their way and then wait till they were away at night and then change it. It's things like that. So I actually did some counselling with... Alison Page, I don't know if you know Alison. I knew her through Lamarash Church. She's she's the author of the Cory books. Is that the Cory Cape books? Yeah. Okay. And she was running a a consultancy called Roots to Flourish. Well, she was like a mentor for people that were having issues with business and anxiety and all that kind of stuff. So I did have a couple of meetings with her which were quite helpful, particularly when I had to arrange a meeting with an employee to reprimand her for something. Yeah. And I just had, gave me the fear, you know. And so I spoke to Alison about it and she said, there's nothing to fear, you know, just sit down and have a conversation. And that's what we did and it worked. Yeah, no, disciplinary and... Like bringing about grievances and discussing them is quite, it can be difficult. Like, I've always, well, I've not been known for my tactfulness. <laughs> is that because you wait for too long, do you think? And let it bother you to the point where you, well, it bursts out? No. I've learned that as a means, I used to just say it. 
and I didn't really think about how it said or how it was delivered. I just said it. Um, and that can initially, you know, take the wrong way everything else. So I've now learned the opposite to kind of absorb it, process it, probably overthink it, but then so that I can then step away from it, get all the emotion out of it, and then step away and look at it objectively. And that's why that I'll frequently open up and discuss things with somebody else that's, that I trust to be able to see the situation from all angles. So where does your lack of tact, how does that come out? Well, historically it used to be when I just didn't think about it and I just went, what are you doing that for? Or don't do it that way. Whereas now I think I've got a more holistic view of it. I can approach it from all angles and take a kind of human humanistic approach to it so that there's a positive outcome for all. My biggest thing is understanding why someone behaves in the way that they're doing and the psychology of that. Because people don't necessarily... People don't want to do a thing that's wrong or going to get them in trouble. So frequently they behave in ways that's either in anger or in retaliation to something or it's their ignorance. And it's obviously understanding from a manager and a mentor's point of view why this behaviour is manifesting before just being right, you're being defiant or, you know, anything else. Thanks for listening, folks. We hope you enjoyed listening to that. If you did, please, please share it with your friends. We would love this to grow into something that more people listen to as we feel it has value. If you're a Crofters customer or even a potential Crofters customer and you would like to get in touch and ask us any questions, we would love to hear from you and we can maybe have a wee chat on the podcast and answer your questions. So if you get in touch with Elana, you can email her at admin. No, let's go with marketing. Marketing at croftersmusicbar.com. Or you can hit us up on social media, Facebook. You can find us as Crofters Music Bar. Same on Instagram. Please get in touch. Or come and see us. You know, you can talk to us face-to-face in Crofters. And we might even get the mics out and have you on the show. (laughs) You never know. So, yeah, hope you enjoyed that, folks. Thanks for listening. And uh, we'll speak to you very soon. Bye. (laughs) 